Hello, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners. I'm the Filipino podcasting machine, Princey D. And with me, as always, the man formerly known as Timbo Slice, Timmy B. Before we start, please take a moment to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your pods and leave five-star reviews. If you'd like to support the show, check out MiddaySquares.com and use Fight Insight 15 to save 15% on your first order. On today's episode, we talk to a UFC hopeful, recap UFC 268, and make our picks on Yarir versus Max, and a whole lot more. Tim, hit it. It's Timmy B, Our guest today is a young professional MMA fighter born in Bakersfield, California. He now lives in Denver, Colorado with his eight-year-old daughter and trains with the great team over at Pariah MMA. Serving nine years in the United States Army as a medic with one deployment to Afghanistan, he is a true hero who has fought for our freedom. On November 14th, he fights at Fury FC 53 in a lightweight bout and in attendance will be none other than Dana White, as they're filming an episode of Dana White looking for a fight. So the stars are aligned for this guy to have his breakout night from Colorado Springs. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast. Joseph, the Ronin Galvez. What's going on, guys? What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, Joseph? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Good, man. Thanks for coming on the show. We're excited to have you. Some technical difficulties before, but we got you on. <laughs> Man, we wanted to have you on so bad because, uh, like we said, Dana White looking for a fight is coming to Fury FC. How crazy is that? I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's crazy that you know he's coming to coming to a city near me. I kind of grew up in the Denver area, you know, and um, I've been in Colorado Springs now for about six years, and uh, I, I I watched a couple of the looking for a fight, you know, this and that, and. I didn't know when they originally had hit me up about the opportunity. I didn't know that, you know, he was going to be there himself, yeah. but he was. So like I said, a, a good opportunity has presented itself. So I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome, man. That's crazy. It's so exciting. Uh, before we get into your fights and stuff like that, you know, I said that uh, you were in the United States Army as a medic. We're yeah. filming this on Wednesday. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. So first of all, we want to say thank you so much for your service no and, and, you know, being a part of the Army. That's crazy. A medic yes, as well. Mm -hmm. um, you you had a deployment in Afghanistan. Can you just tell us a little bit about, like, how that whole thing went, like how your life went into military? Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of – I grew up uh, just me and one brother uh, got raised by our single mother. And uh, I graduated from high school in 2008, and I was about I was out of high school for about two days. And my mom yelled at me for you know sleeping on the couch, sleeping in a little bit on that second day. So oh. me and my brother both went to the recruiter center, and we both signed up like that that day, uh, straight out of high school. He left right away, and um, I I was in the National Guard for a little bit, and so I went active duty, and um, so I did. 2009 is when I got sent out to basic and um, had to go to training, you know, for medical training, all that in Fort Sam Houston, Texas. And then uh, in 2000, end of 2011 to 2012, I, I deployed to Afghanistan, uh, Helmand, Afghanistan, down south uh, with um, the 82nd Airborne. Uh, we're attached to special operations. So it was um, 
I mean, I guess if there's a deployment you want, that's the deployment you want, you know, because it was cool guy stuff. We got to wear civilian clothes and things like that. Got to um, work with the local Afghanis down there and um, train the militia, do all that type of stuff. So that was kind of my, uh, that was my first deployment. But like I said, it, it was a lot. Um, it, it was, uh, it was a good deployment. It was a nice deployment. You got to, you know, got to be on the special operations side and got to see a lot of what they do, you know, and interact a lot with the, with the culture and with the environment out there. You know, we're living in little mud huts, uh, doing a lot of, you know, setting up checkpoints and things like that. And uh, dealing just me, there was me and two other medical personnel who were from the Navy. And we were really the only medical personnel within about a hundred mile radius, you know? Wow. That's crazy. And so like, coming back now and being in in you know in in america are you going to be able to leverage that medical training and like to do something after your fighting career or like what is how does that work <laughs> so the biggest thing for me like i said i uh, when i joined the military i i kind of like rushed into it and then i did the, i qualified for a medical uh, position wow. so i did that but my thing was i was never um it was never really too much of my thing like i said like to pursue a career, a medical career, you know, it was uh, always, I always liked hands-on, you know, I was always at the fight house. I was always training, you know, soldiers how to fight instead of like, you know, oh. learning medical knowledge, you know, and I was, a, I, was a, I was a line medic, you know, I was attached to the infantry the whole time. So it was always like, I never got any hospital time, never got any, you know, clinical oh, okay, rotations okay. at the clinic. It was always like, you're attached to these guys, you're basically a babysitter, you know, for grown ass men. And that was me, you know, for, the nine years I was in, uh, they were like, you're in shape, so you got to go out here and walk 12 miles, you know? And I was like, oh, my God. I was actually, I wanted to ask you, I mean, so like it usually, you know, when you get into the army, you lean towards the infantry division and, you know, more uh, the ground forces or air forces. Like what, what made you want to lean towards the, the medic side? Uh, like I said, there was a... When I first came in, I they gave me a whole list of all the jobs I qualified for, you know, and they're like, there's only a few you don't. And like I said, I was 18, didn't know what I wanted to do. And my very first choice was a uh, vet tech, you know, veterinary tech, technician. And um, they're like, no, that was not possible. So I didn't know how anything worked. And I was like, well, I was like, they were like, do you want to be a cook? And I was like, no, I don't want to be a cook. I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, just give me something in the medical field, you know? So right. kind of... It all just boiled down to it. I, I signed a bunch of paperwork, and they're like, "Oh, healthcare specialist." And I'm like, "Okay, that's so that's a medic, you know." And then um, I did that, and like I said, as I carried on more and more throughout my career, there wasn't a whole lot of different. It was just always attached to infantry, attached to that type of line, you know, going out shooting guns, doing that real hands-on. And so I didn't get a whole lot of like the only the the most medical training I got was on my deployment, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, uh, like I said, for me, it just kind of, I, I didn't want to carry on with it. And I just, I did, the, I wanted to carry on with things that I enjoyed. So like I said, I was always very hands-on training, training soldiers, doing things like that. Being at the fight house, rolling, doing combative. So that was always my thing. So I tried to do that as, as I progressed further into my career. And then I decided it was just time for me to get out, you know. Were you a fighter before you joined the army? Like, were you training in high school? Uh, no, I did, um, you know, I did like wrestling. I, I went wrestling middle school, high school, and then, um, 
a little bit of boxing and a tradition, a lot of traditional martial arts growing up, you know. But and I watched it. I've always been a fan of the sport, so it was always a big thing for me. Like the biggest things I watched as I was growing up was basketball and then MMA, you know, or boxing. And then um, I never thought I would pursue it, but uh, as I, as I joined the military and then in the military, I kind of you know did the combatives and then I was training at a gym. And I just never wanted to take a fight, but I was training at that gym for, you know, five or six years. And then um, they were like, you want to fight? And I was like, no, no, I just like, you know, I just enjoy training, you know? Yeah. And then I, all of a sudden, you know, I moved to Colorado once I got out and I decided, you know, I was like, well, why not take a fight, you know, see, see what it's like. Nice. And I just kind of carried on from there. That's awesome. So for those that don't know who <laughs> Joseph the Ronin Galavis is, what kind of a fighter are you? For me, um, I guess for me, I'm well. What mostly people know me as is like a stand-up fighter, you know. Okay. A lot of people don't know. Like I said, I the very first like things I did were wrestle, you know, and I wrestled middle school, high school, and did all that. And I use my wrestling to keep me from getting taken down, and that's it. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, but I've that's, been, a, I've that's been, important. Yeah, it, like I said, and I feel I don't even try to go out there and have an exciting style, but. All my, all my fights have been exciting just because I'm not the type to stand. I feel like if I'm standing around not doing anything, I'm losing the fight, you know? Right. So I got that constantly going through my head. So I'm always active, always doing something in a fight. So I feel like it's no matter what, it's always exciting, you know? And then they're always like, oh, you had fight it tonight. You had this, you had that. And like I said, knock on wood, but, you know, I never, I've never been finished, you know? And that's just like, that's because I, I feel like I allow myself to be I allow myself to be uh, finished in the training room against my training partners. I don't have an ego against them, you know. I was like, they can finish me, they can choke me out, I'll tap out, this and that. I was like, but in a fight, you know, I'm like, you're going to have to put me to sleep. So I feel like that's what's helped me not be finished in my career, you know. Almost 10 or 11 fights now, and I've never been subbed or knocked out, you know. Like I said, hopefully that, you know, keeps up. But like I said, that's just a big thing for me. But Joseph, you've got Dana White in attendance. So are you gonna like suplex this guy? <laughs> I'm like I said, I'm gonna go out there and be me, you know. Uh, like I said, it's I haven't had a boring fight yet. I've had fights where I wasn't happy with myself, but like I said, I feel like just me going out there and being me and with the opponent that I have is gonna be exciting regardless, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I know I know where you know where we stand and I'm realistic about this and that. Like so I'm like even if I, you know. Win by spectacular, spectacular knockout. I'm not gonna be like Dana White signed me, you know. Like, <laughs> like I said, it's just like my thing is I, I never celebrate after my fights, you know, because win or lose. Because I, for me, it's always just um, I hate being in that position, you know. I, I, I hate for if I were to lose, you know, someone to be in my face doing backflips and all this shit, Dan- you know, yeah, dance, like, dancing uh, and yeah, going overboard. Yeah, right. Yeah. After they just knocked me out, you know, and doing all this. So I've never done that. You know, I've never been the type to celebrate oh. any of my wins. Cause I always feel like I could do better too, you know? So for me, I always look sad after my wins, you know, when they're raising my hand, I'm just <laughs> like, oh. no, hold I'm on, like, no. Okay. okay. Hold on, Joseph. I know we just met, but I feel like we got to give you some serious advice here. <laughs> if Dana White is in attendance and you get some crazy knockout or some fantastic fight, some great finish, you gotta you gotta take advantage of the opportunity. You no, know? like I mean, this could change your life. Like you could go, for, yeah. You know, you're fighting at Fury FC 53, right? 
yeah this i mean you go in there as a young professional and you may come out as a guy who's caught dana white's eyes so i mean you may have to put aside that for a second joseph i mean you've got your nicknames the ronin so why don't you bring a katana in the middle of the cage and perform something (laughs) like i said for me it's a I guess that that's the biggest thing for me. Like I said, I'm I'm very laid back, very whatever. So, like I say, even like believe me, like I said, I'll, I'll speak out when I have to. But at times, I feel like you know, I, I like to let the let what I do, my skill and everything, do the talking for itself. You know, and I'm like, I know it's harder to get you know by that way and do all that now. But like I said, a lot of times I just don't have nothing to say, and I'm like, so. You know, I might make an exception if I do something spectacular, you know, and then Dana White's watching, I might say something, you know, but I'm like, most of the time I just, like I said, regardless, I'm I'm just who I am, you know, I can't, I can't be anybody else than who I am, you know? No, okay, you know what, we do talk quite a bit about people when they put on too much of an act, right? Like yeah. Like, they're not really true to themselves. So you could go the route of like a Sage Northcutt or like a yes. Wonder Boy Thompson and just be really respectful. Yeah. And say, hey, Dana White, I'd really love to meet you. You know what I mean? But you got to do something. You can't let that yeah. opportunity pass. I feel like, I feel like I'm in a I'm in a middle ground. You know, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not calling like, you. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm like I'm, trying to be super respectful, this and that. But I'm also uh, not, you know, like <laughs> outlandish. I'm like, I feel like I'm in that middle ground. It just has to be uh, the right moment, you know. And I just got to be feeling it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to call. I'm not trying to call you too nerdy or anything like that. I, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> well, well, listen. I mean, look, the Beast Boy did a front flip. The man's 260 pounds of of, of pure weight, and he he did it. So maybe you know. Maybe a somersault or something wouldn't wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's the main. You know, I know a lot of people on that uh, on the card, and I have a lot of. Um, I wouldn't say I dislike, but there's not a lot of people I agree with, and there's people on that card that I know that I don't get along with anymore. So, like I said, I feel like once I finish, you know, my opponent, that I, I am going to have some stuff to say to some of his, you know, teammates and some other people, you know, that anyone that wants to step up to the plate next, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, you've got, uh, you know, what do you think, just last question before we get to some fan questions, what do you think it will take to impress him, though? Like, what do you think you have to do? Like you said, hey, I know where I stand. I know I'm a young guy. What do you think it would ha- it would take for you to impress him? You got you got to say it one more time. Your your uh, oh. mic is kind of cutting out a little bit. Sorry, sorry. I was saying, what do you think it would take to impress Dana White? Like, what do you think you'd have to do to impress him? Impress? I mean, I feel like I got all the right you know um, attributes. You know, for me, I feel like I'm a, I'm a I'm a stand-up fighter. I'm exciting. I got some power, you know, and then uh, I got cardio. You know, I could go. Uh, the biggest things for me have always been, you know, the weight. So, like I said, I'm, but I'm making weight easy this time. So, like I said, it's for me. I feel like I got everything that there that you need to have to impress him. You know, the from skills to humbleness to the looks to whatever. You know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I'm like, um, so I'm like, I'm not really worried about that. Like I said, if it if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I'm like, I'm. There's, there's always 
opportunities. You know, you got to tell you when it presents itself, but there's always going to be plenty of opportunities, you know, as long as you don't quit. So, like I said, for me, that's, I'm not necessarily worried about what Dana thinks, you know. I'm like, he's not there specifically for me. So, it's up, for, it's up to me, you know, to, to make myself seen, and that's it. You know, that's right. there's all these other people and everyone wants to do this and tag him and be like, oh, yeah, Dana Winston, like, he's not there for you, you know? All like, right. we, we're part of the show, but he's not there specifically for you. So, you know, make your mark, do your thing, be you. Like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited regardless, you know? And I've never yes. been in a boring fight. Like I said, I'm not going out there to point fight. I'm not going out there to look for a knockout. But I'm going out there to do a, a performance that, you know, impresses myself, a performance that I know I'm capable of. That's awesome, man. Uh, before we let you go, Joseph, and we appreciate your time, I'm going to ask you two uh, fan questions. The first one is actually from your uh, management team at Mollywopped underscore sports. These are great guys. They're asking, in your last fight, it was a crazy brawl, and in between rounds, you kept talking into the camera. What were you saying? I was saying, um, so my coach is talking to me, and I was just, I don't know, I was hyped out of my mind. That was that was one of those things I uh, I definitely need to learn how to adjust better in fights, you know. I just, he hit, he had hit me with a couple of shots that had cut me open. And so I was bleeding and I knew that the uh, judges were going to look at that as, you know, oh, he's bleeding, he's damaged, Damn he's it. getting beat, you know. So I always want to get that back in my head. So I started getting hyped up and then uh, in, between the, in between the rounds, you know, I see they had the camera right in my face. So, like, my coach is trying to talk to me, and I was like, easy work, you know, it's like easy work. Because I'm like, I, I was trying to say, you know, it's not it's not anything to me, you know. I'm like, you know, like, I felt like everybody's looking at this blood, people are feeling sorry for me, and people are trying to be like, oh, he's losing this fight. And I'm like, for me, I was like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, none of that matters to me. I'm like, because watch this right now. I'm about to go out there and try to finish him. That was what was going through my head. So I was saying, easy work, something, something, you know, and I was just talking shit. You know, that's what I do. <laughs> nice nice good good and then uh the last question is from at Entersite. they ask when you get the contract this guy's very confident you're getting the contract when you get the contract to the ufc do you move to vegas to take advantage of the performance institute you gotta you gotta say it one more time you're kind of cutting out no of worries no worries when you get the contract do you move to Vegas so that you can take advantage of the Performance Institute there? No. No? <laughs> For me, no. Like I said, uh, I guess it's one of the biggest things that sticks out to me, I mean, I don't feel like you owe people shit. You know, I'm like, you, you, whatever, loyalty, this, that, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, whatever took me to the top, that's why I'm staying, you know? These guys, like I said, I was at a different gym when I was in North Carolina. I would I would have continued there if I wouldn't have moved, you know, for the military. But I moved. I came to Colorado Springs. I was in Colorado Springs now. Like I said, been here for six years, training at the gym that I'm training at. And like I said, if they they you know he built me from the ground up, made to UFC, I get a contract. Like I'm not moving anywhere, you know. Nice. Rego I mean. Obviously, if there was like issues in the you know in the future, and then you know this that, and then things didn't work out. You say your goodbyes and you have to go somewhere else, and that's different, you know. But yeah. biggest, one of the biggest pet peeves for me is people that come from out of state that were training, doing well, undefeated or whatever it may be, you know. And then they made it to the UFC, and then 
they they went off a they came off of a win and then they left and then they go to these big gyms like Factory X, like Elevation Fight Team or whatever in Colorado. And I see that a lot, you know. Yeah. And these yeah. guys are like, "Why don't you come train out here? Why don't you come train at Elevation?" And I'm like, "Cause that's not me. I'm not, you know." And I'm if if I felt like that gave me the best chance, but I'm like, "But not every gym is for everybody." I feel like the best fit gym for me is my gym. And nice. if I felt like I wasn't learning, then believe me, I wouldn't be there. But I learned every day, you know, I learned skills. I feel like I'm improving every single day. I'm better now than I was, you know, two years ago or a year ago or a month ago, even a week ago, you know. So, like I said, for me, regardless, you know, fuck the loyalty and all that. But like I said, I'm staying where I'm at if they get me to where, you know, I want it to be, you know. I, I at least owe them that. And I know I'm like, I'm improved. I'm still improving every day, you know. So, I'm not... I'm not picking up and leaving the, you know, Vegas or anywhere else. I'm not going to Elevation. I'm not going to Factory X. I'm not, I'm not moving states like all these guys did, you know, to go to these big gyms, you know. Yeah. That's just how I feel. Like I said, regardless, that's, they had their own reasons to do what they did. But like I said, that's just how I feel. No, that's awesome, man. That's super respectful and honorable of you. Um, we're going to put up the links to your Instagram on our show notes, as well as to your gym. The one that you're talking about is Pariah MMA. So we're going to put their link up there as well. So people can follow them and get to know, cause it sounds like it's good people before we let you go, Joseph, is there anything that you want to say? Anybody that you want to shout out? Anyone you want to say hi to? Wait, uh, I didn't know this was going to happen for sure. Like I said, I always number one, you know, I want to give a shout out to my daughter, Leila Galavis, you know? Um, she's my one daughter that I have. Love her. You know, love you, baby. And then uh, uh, this fight will be a few days before the anniversary. This fight will be about uh, three days before the anniversary of my mother's death. Uh, she died two years ago from uh, breast cancer. So like I said, uh, I want to give a shout out to her, my daughter, and then my everybody on my team. You know, everyone that's been rocking with me um, from the beginning. And I want to give a shout out to you guys, you know, for having me. I appreciate y'all, man. Like I said, I this is only I've only done a couple podcasts, but like I said, this is my favorite so far. Hey, <laughs> talking about that, Joseph. Uh, we will let you go, man. I know. So, guys, he's he was at a gym right when we contacted him. But Joseph, we want to have you back on the podcast after all your successes. We will talk to you again. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Best of luck on Sunday, November fourteenth. Fury FC 53 guys. It's on fight pass. Go check it out. Watch it. It's also going to be on, um, Dana white looking for a fight. So we'll see you on there, buddy. All right. I appreciate that. You guys take it easy. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. All right. This guy. Wow. I think it was, uh, yeah. What a great guy, man. I am so excited for him. I really want to see him, uh, do well on that fight. I'm going to put up a picture of the card here or a picture of the fight. So that's him there. Mm -hmm. Is it on fight pass? Crap. I think it is. Maybe it's not fury FC though. It's fury FC 53. Um, he is fighting here. That's his poster. Guys, check it out. We'll leave the links. If it's not on Fight Pass, go to his Instagram and you will get the links there. I think he'll share the links on there to how to get the fight. But Prince, what a nice guy, man. Yeah, amazing guy. And you know what? Shout outs to him too. Because I mean, this thing almost never, didn't happen. But we stuck on. <laughs> we stuck on and we pushed on and it happened. But Ronan, man, I'm. I, you know what? I've, for some reason, I keep calling him Ronan. But uh, Joseph, yeah. 
solid solid guy you know what and yeah. i respect anyone who wears a uniform especially because i mean my my dad actually was in um in the military as well so anyone really? who wears a uniform oh yeah yeah and um you know when he was saying all those things i know we were kind of strapped for time but anyone who wears a uniform has got all my respect man it's you know it you yeah. do a lot especially in in that role and yeah you know, for him to be a medic as well too so that uh yeah that's yeah, it's, it's a lot that's to be dealing with nine years when i read the intro i'm like wait this guy's a young kid like how the hell was he been in there nine years i thought i got it wrong but mm -hmm. he did it like two days after high school Man, my mom yelled at me for a lot of things for a long time. This guy gets yelled at one time for sleeping in, and he joins the army. Like the that's it. I'm at two days out of high school. What was I doing? Yeah. I think I was oh, getting man. a beef patty. Think Maybe that's if you're lucky. Yeah, that's I don't right. know, man. But uh, guys, so follow Joseph Galvez, please do. And I do want to announce Prince for next week's show. We are going to talk about a slightly controversial subject. Don't get mad. Don't unfollow us. We're going to be talking about COVID and the ramifications that it has had in the mixed martial arts community and mixed martial arts world. We're going to try to stick to that uh, area. But we have the infamous, uh, what is he, a legend of mixed martial arts, Jake Shields. So former UFC fighter, Jake Shields. Jake Eppin Shields. Yes. Like, I think we made it. Like, Tim, this is it. Yeah, like, the, I mean, by far the biggest legend that we've ever had on our podcast, right? This guy is a legend, legend. Um, follow him on Instagram. You'll see what we're talking about, where he talks about like COVID and stuff like that. So we want to get into it with him. We're very excited to have him on. It will be episode 40 for us. So a good way to celebrate a uh, milestone podcast. Yeah, I you know what I guys, I'm telling you, I wish you could see like the candid side, like behind the scenes of booking some of these guests. It's the sheer joy that you see when they respond to you. Oh my gosh. So oh. Jake Shields is coming on. It's gonna be an amazing, amazing podcast that we're gonna be yeah. talking about really controversial topics. So yeah, you guys gotta stay tuned. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Um, all right, let's get on with the show. Let's talk about a few different things. Uh, first, I forget what we even talked about that we were going to talk about in the intro, but I mean, do you want to just get to UFC 268 and just get through all the crap that happened in this thing? Yeah. You know what? And you know what, just to, to, in honor of the leopard print suit and the hot, oh. the hot slushy two piece suit that Colby had on, I, uh, I am, I've actually had one of my tailors make me special suit i hope you for, enjoy for audio this. listeners i'm sure this is going to be a treat you're going to want to come on youtube to see prince is putting on what appears to be a suit jacket with a dangling yep, covid mask hanging off it oh he's got two. Oh, is this part of the shtick here what are we so this is a jacket with a two masks it's a mask suit tim it's a mask suit it's a mask suit Okay. It's it's I this was trying to go going way over my head. I was trying to go for a theme. You know, you know, um Usman came in with the leopard print, Kobe came in as a hot slushy. I came in with taped onto my my jacket a mask and a glove. Right. I will try I wanted not to, to I, I will try, try not to edit this part out. 
this is this is good this is good is so it? you know what i mean uh, yeah i think so this it doesn't fit me at all but it, i i feel like i'm adding a little flair to it it's all yeah. about the flair now looks right? good so, okay. all right i did bring something in honor of ufc 268 i thought this was going to be a celebratory drink but i got my bang <laughs> energy baby this was what uh colby is sponsored by bang energy and his suit was these colors this is the rainbow unicorn flavor and i've been drinking this slowly throughout the day and my heartbeat has not been ever as fast as it is right now <laughs> i'm dying were you, were you clocking at tim it's well beyond what my apple watch can calculate <laughs> it's like my apple watch exploded uh, after three sips oh my gosh it tastes good all right Let's talk about UFC 268. Uh, what fights do we want to talk about? Let's go from the bottom up, I guess. I mean, first, you've got to look at this guy. Oh, my gosh. We're showing a picture of Chris Beast. Barnett, Beast who is boy. what? The world's most favorite fighter right now? Oh, my gosh. He, ever since he threw that knockout, everyone's been talking about that yeah. That finish, that's it was nuts. I honestly, when I saw it too, I was like, I wasn't expecting that. But yeah. when he threw that wheel kick, yeah. I'm like, did he did he actually just land that? And 200, then two hundred and sixty seven pound man throws a spinning heel kick, mm -hmm. wheel kick, heel kick, knocks out Gian Volante, and uh, then does a standing front somersault sit out. The guys. The guy's a fan favorite. I think his Instagram following rose by like 200 and something percent. Like he was a fairly unknown guy and he had like over a hundred thousand followers new over that, over that couple days, huge things for this guy, man. The guy looks like such a character and such a great fighter. Very interesting. It's funny because his opponent too, he, I think he couldn't believe that it actually landed and, and he was smiling. You could see the reaction like, holy crap, I got knocked out a wheel kick by the 260 pound man and he did a front flip right in front of me. So I did, I did say to people, Prince, Gian Vellante, okay, he came in at 260 something pounds. The guy used to be like a lightweight or whatever the hell. He has put on so much weight. It was his retirement fight. The way he had been looking over the last several fights. I was on Instagram telling people, bet your house that Jean Vellante loses. Like, I didn't even know who Chris Barnett was. But I'm just like, the, the, Vellante was fighting in New York, his home state, mm. for his retirement fight, which he had already declared being his retirement fight. I had no hope that he was going to win. I mean, I didn't think he's going to get knocked out like this, but man, he did not come in shape at all. Like it was, I, I, you can't do that, man. I don't know what the deal was, you know? And like you said, he was kind of laughing it off when he lost. Like, I don't even know how much his mind was in it. Yeah. Well, at least he left in style. Right. So, I mean, at okay, least geez, Louise. like, <laughs> like I, I got wheel kicked, man. So, um, but guess. yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know what? I mean, hey, congratulations. Happy retirement. I think he was just on his way out anyways. Well, so, he was. But <laughs> literally. Okay. This is the thing. For the people that follow us and get some betting tips, like I know uh, our buddy from the gym, Anujan, he's taken some of our bets before and won big. The next bet you want to bet against is Roxanne Modafferi. Roxanne okay. Modafferi 
is booked, I think in a couple weeks, maybe it's her retirement fight. She's hitting her 50th professional fight, let alone that Roxanne is a, as an odd duck when it comes to her fights. Like, you know, she'll pull wins out of the blue and you're like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. How did she do it? But you know, sometimes she doesn't do so great. She hasn't looked great in, in maybe her last couple. She's fighting her retirement fight. She said, I don't want to get CTE and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm hitting my 50th professional fight. So she wants to retire on that fight. Bet the farm against her. <laughs> I, I, I do not think she's going to win. And I think that when people line up their retirement like that, mm. it often does not go well. Uh, especially with the way you hear her talking. I don't know, but, you know, don't blame me if you lose the bet, but if you win, <laughs> you can credit me all you want. Prince, we often talk about the fact that, like, sometimes gyms go on winning streaks and losing streaks. Mm -hmm. Another Sarah Longo fighter, similar to Gian Volante, that lost that night. Al oh. Iaquinta. Al Iaquinta got knocked out by my... He's got to be like one of my, yeah, like got to be one of my top five fighters uh, active right now is Bobby Green. Beautiful, beautiful knockout. What did you think about that one? Yeah, Prince? that was an amazing knockout. And you know what? It's funny because when he knocked him out, um, I was like, oh my, I, go, I actually screamed your name. I was like, Tim, like, yeah. <laughs> finally, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that actually, um, I think um on that that card i think it was one of the few ones that got that got the knocked out right so yeah. um uh, yeah but i mean just bobby green man i talk about this guy all the time his style the way he's so slick with his boxing and his moves and like you know again i'm showing the the knockout punch but you can just his extension on his arm the way he just mm -hmm. clean clean boxing and to and to take out al iaquinta who yes has not fought in a while but al is like up there in terms of you yep you know, expectations and stuff. So to knock him out, uh, both Bobby Green and Beast Boy, uh, Chris Barnett, both got the performance of the night bonuses. So congratulations to them. Uh, man, Bobby Green, total yeah, monster. He, Love that know, guy. And his speech in the ring after talking about, hey, I didn't have, I never had a mom. I never had a dad. You know, people out there, whatever you want to achieve, you can achieve it. Like he takes the time to be so motivational just love this guy man love him yeah i started i'm starting to realize the pattern of fighters that you like you like those the you know the barbosas the bobby greens the the really clean strikers you know yes. what I mean? like clean clean yeah. strikers yeah right not I, sloppy they stick to the formula and it looks good yeah uh yeah barbosa um bobby green tim means tim dirty yep. bird means he is a muay thai Beautiful, beautiful Muay Thai. Always long, great fighter. Yep. Like I just love that man. I think maybe because I'm tall, right? So when I when I used to spar a lot, I would always try to fight long. You know what I mean? Like well, I, I should out, I, pump the jab out, right? Yeah. Clean, well, I should well, well, I should know because I've sparred with you, and yeah. like literally, I'm 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 aiming for your groin. Yeah, on purpose. Even yeah, when we're on the ground, but yeah, um, yeah. Pearl Gonzalez fights at BKFC this mm. week. Man, she has changed the game of bare knuckle fighting for the females. She she fights long, beautiful boxing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Next fight. Which one are we going to talk about next? I don't have a photo for the next one, maybe. But I guess Zhang and uh, Oh, I, Zhang I thought you and, uh, Rose. I thought okay. I thought you were going to go with 
I thought we were gonna go with the Chandler for, Chandler first. Oh, so I thought, okay, I thought, yeah. I don't have I a think photo for that. I don't have a photo oh, okay. for that one. Chandler Gaethje, look, fight it, fight of the year, right? Contender. I'm glad Gaethje won. I picked Gaethje. What do you think, Prince? You you know what? Honestly, when I was watching the fight, I was like, I I didn't even at that point I didn't even know who I was rooting for anymore because like I guess I it, it was such a back and forth fight. Well, I yeah. mean, the first round it looked like I thought Michael had it. I was like, oh man, he clipped him. He clipped him. I'm like, I yeah. think this is it. But Justin just goes to show the cardio, the pressure. Yeah. He had it all. Justin just like again, we were having a discussion before. It was just like. Justin knew that he, you know, he was destroying this guy and he was almost just holding back his punches. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to hold it off, right? Yeah, in the la- like that last 20 seconds, right? 20 seconds, 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah, I definitely think that that last 20 to 30 seconds when Chandler was kind of like, he just started to like kind of dance a bit and whatever, mm-hmm. you know? He was demolished. Yeah. Like he was demolished. I think he was like, they knew he lost the fight. He knows he lost the fight. Gaethje knows he's won the fight. Gaethje is a very respectful guy. We've talked about it before. Like when you watch him versus Cowboy, he knocks Cowboy out. The ref doesn't stop it, forces Gaethje to hit him a couple more times. And then Gaethje gets up and like swears at the ref and like gets mad at him because he didn't mm-hmm. want to hurt the guy. Mm-hmm. At the end of this fight, Chandler's kind of dancing around. Gaethje just totally backs off. He doesn't attack mm-hmm. him, doesn't, doesn't do any further damage. That's the kind of guy Gaethje is. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, He's such a monster. But at that point, he knew, hey, I'm not going to do unnecessary damage to this guy anymore. Mm. I do say, though, that because those last 20 to 30 seconds, they kind of didn't do anything. It kind of takes it away from me as being one of the best fights ever. Because they don't finish it. Even though I was screaming the whole fight, that last 30 seconds definitely kind of removes it out of fight of all time contender. You know? Yeah, well, uh, you know what I mean. For me, like honestly, I, I think, up to this year, I think for me that might be my top, like top. I think top mm-hmm. five, one of my top yeah, yeah, five for sure. fights for sure. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, there was never a, uh, like a, a dull moment. It was always go 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 go, and anyone could have yeah. gone right. And so, um, yeah, again, shouts out to Michael Chandler. He, his face looks like he it got reconstructed. It was so bad. Really you see, bad. Justin, Justin's like. It looks like he just got out of the sauna. He's yeah, like nothing. nothing. Yeah, it's a, it was amazing how undamaged Gaethje was. Yeah. Uh, next fight, Rose versus Wei Li. Yeah. Wei Li yeah. has obviously. I I was so disappointed in her inability to get up off the bottom. Yep. In her inability to kind of like move from the bottom or attack. I mean, she's a strong individual. She's got muscles for days i don't know why you know rose was able to control her so well yeah and you know what yeah it just you know what i i think it just goes to show just how you know how experienced how i'm like how strong and also how how smart rose is in terms of just to fight his fight her fighting experience i mean she's she had (sighs) straight control i mean i i honestly wanted whaley to take it um, but I mean, she had no answer to Rose. Like I, no, I honestly nothing. thought, it, but, but you know what? There was one uh, bit in that fight where Rose tried to throw that kick again. <laughs> and oh, um, a couple it, times. A couple yeah, times. yeah. A couple times. And we Lee caught it and she's, and it, it's almost like from that movie, you're like, not this time. Yeah. And throws it away. And I thought, you know, maybe she was going to follow up with, with something, but yeah, unfortunately, um, 
Yeah, she just didn't have enough. Really no answer bad. I don't, know, I don't know what happens from here with the division. I don't know what happens to Wei Li. Um, even just the way she was fighting, I thought was really weird. She was very bouncy. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. she kept, she was, she was really bouncing a lot. It just, I don't know, didn't look good. I, I was disappointed, very upset that Whaley didn't win. And now I don't know what's going to happen with Rose. I do hope that they do Rose versus Carla Esparza. I think that's the only fight you need to make. Yep. Yep. And it's a, and then it's a rematch from like, I don't know, seven years ago for the inaugural title. They would be having the rematch. I think that would be a great story. Um, but we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Next well, fight. Oh, you want to say something else? Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was. I was thinking of something. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Sorry, bye, bye. No, no, okay. Uh, next fight we'll talk about is the main event: Colby versus Usman. Heated rivalry. Talk a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. Then they get in there. Colby lasts five rounds with him, but loses pretty decisively. You know, I didn't think Colby did enough to win. Maybe one round, but maybe two. I mean, it, it it wasn't that close. Usman never seemed like he was in trouble. Yeah. What did, well, you, what did you think? I mean, I think I think it was in the first or second round. Usman dropped uh, Colby, and then somehow yeah. Colby managed to stick with him, and he he was throwing some of those swing kicks to the body that actually like kind of stunned him, right? And so I was thinking, okay, you know, maybe I, I know for I. I I'm like, okay, Usman's gonna take this for sure, but for sure. But then when I saw those kicks landing, I'm like, okay, maybe there might be something here. We might have something here, right? But yeah. again, it's just Usman's just on another level. And but you know what? I, I, a oh. prediction that we a prediction that we had last time. I was gonna say all of these fights are gonna end up in decision. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the, and at least the pay per view went quite long, much to my wife's disappointment because it meant like we stayed up for so late to watch the card right because it lasted so long <laughs> yeah. uh yeah dis i mean man disappointed i don't know what the hell happens with this division we've talked about this before but like yeah. usman has cleared out this division there is nobody that's a good contender for his title i don't know what the hell happens next colby uh just before we film this podcast Masvidal has pulled out of his fight against Leon Edwards. I swear to God, that is because they're pulling him so that Masvidal can now fight Colby. Masvidal saying he has an injury. That's the early reports that we're getting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I say that's bullshit. Masvidal is pulling out because they're going to put Colby versus Masvidal as a big money fight, right? Like mm -hmm. that's 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 an exciting fight to put yep. on with all yep. the drama. Maybe they coach a season of tough, you know, and then fight. But uh, I think that's what they do. And then they give Leon Edwards the title shot because yeah. who else is there, man? This division is kind of dead. I will say, Prince, let's take a watch. I have a video lined up. Mm -hmm. This was exciting. Okay. So for people that uh, are not on YouTube to watch this podcast, I'm going to play a video that they captioned what was being said between Colby and Usman. So I'm just going to play it. It's quick here. Uh, I don't think I can speak over it, but see if you can hear it, Prince, but you can read it. Colby Covington. Go 25 minutes. I like that. Good job, gentlemen. Good job. Much respect. Much respect. 
Alright, go kiss later. Go back to the corner. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you like to see Alright, so for those that are listening only, it's uh, Usman and Colby at the end of the fight. They're kind of standing there. And Colby is repeatedly heard saying, hey man, I'm sorry for all the things I said. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. And Usman is there saying, it's all good. You did well. It's all good. Colby breaks character, right? And becomes the nice guy and just says, hey, great job. Sorry about all that. Like, Hmm. what did you think, Prince? Tim, like, you know what? I've told many people uh, this before, and it's like the UFC is, the way I see it, it's almost like the UFC is like a flea market, and these fighters are all vendors. And so whoever shouts the loudest has a lot of things to show, a lot of things to sell, is going to make the the most money. And then for Colby, I mean, he came in with the suit. He was making fun of uh, Usman. He was doing this. Trump supporter, MAGA hat, the works. He did it all. Yeah. And a lot of the things, that's what people have known him for. And that's in the following that he's had. And the thing is that I actually, I'm glad that you played that, Tim, because I was always wondering, what would what was he saying? What yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him, right? Because the only thing you could hear on at the time on the pay-per-view was when uh, the ref, Mergliata, says, all right, all right, go kiss later. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You yeah. could clearly hear him say that. So you knew that they were saying something nice because he was saying, all right, all right, go kiss later, get to your corners, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, so then the mic picks it up and, or the, you know, someone picks it up and now transcribes it for us. After the fight, when they go backstage, someone must have said, hey, Colby, get back to your shtick. You just lost another fight. You better start, like, you know, getting on people's radar. So here's Colby after the fight at the press conference, and here's what he says. Ah, uh, this I knew this was gonna wreck, but he says, uh, "Hold on, hold on, let me get it out of here." He's a cheating coward. I have no respect for that guy. He's obviously a cheater. He's cheated in multiple mm-hmm. fights. There was a little bit of respect for each other, even though he cut corners, and I've never had to cut corners in my career. So Colby goes back hard in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> Says he's a cheating coward, uh, or may, Tim maybe maybe because he was so drained, he he showed some emotion. But then when he got like a sip of his Bang energy drink, he's like, Duh! "Rainbow unicorn, rainbow unicorn!" Yeah. Out comes the raging Colby. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm about to call you a cheating coward, Prince. If I take a couple more sips of this, uh, yeah, I mean, good for him that he goes back to character. And, uh, and then now he's starting to call out that Masvidal fight. So I think that's what he's got to do. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's starting to turn out to be like a, it's WWF. We've got characters now, Yeah, Kobe being one of them. So, hey, you know what? Again, at the end of the day, it was a good fight. It was a good card. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, honestly, man, the UFC, like they've been on fire the last couple of oh. weekends. Right? Yeah. Like the, the last, last couple of weekends. Week- beautiful cards beautiful fights which prince i don't know if you did this on purpose to set me up but let's segue into this week's card which in my opinion is a total dud (laughs) (laughs) but the main event and uh on the screen we've got from our buddies at (laughs) mma social squad they did a nice fight poster for the main event ufc vegas 42 you've got 
Max Holloway versus Yair Rodriguez. Prince, how did you pronounce his name at the beginning of our podcast today? I'd love Yari. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, rear. Yeah. Is that, is that one more time? Yeah, rear. Where's the R before what? You didn't what? hear it? Yeah, yeah, rear. Yar rear? Yeah. How would you spell yar rear? <laughs> oh my gosh. You better Definitely edit not... this out, Tim. Unbelievable. No, I'm not editing that out. I love the way you know, pronounce people's names. Uh, Yair Rodriguez versus Max Holloway Prince, who there is, I mean, when I look at the rest of the fights on the card, mm -hmm. I almost have no interest. I apologize. I know we're not supposed to talk bad and stuff like that, but I don't know. I couldn't even see another fight that I was. I would want to uh, prep for. <laughs> no, I, listen, this is the only fight that we're going to talk about just because right. solid fighters... I I both I like both of them. I mean, yeah. I'm probably gonna be going with 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 Max. I mean, that's you know again striking. He doesn't you know he 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 doesn't like these these elevator divas. He wants to you know climb up there, and I think he's gonna put another show. He's just gonna show that hey, I'm not out of it yet. I'm still in this. Yeah. Um, I I've got Max going on this, but then oh man, his opponent. Wow, Tim, who do you got for this fight? I always say that your haircut really matters. <laughs> okay. Trust me. Like, you know, when people come in with weird haircuts or when their hair is a bit of a mess, Edson Barboza, if he's not bald, <laughs> performing, he's performing poorly. But when he shaves his head, he mm. kicks ass, you know? Uh, there's other fighters too. Ally Aquinta in his fight with Bobby Green this week, when he came to the ring, I'm like, what the frig is this guy looking like? His hair was all weird and stuff. I don't have a good haircut, Prince, but I'm not fighting. But Ally Aquinta looked really weird and then performed badly, got knocked out. I don't like Max Holloway's hair. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like how he's getting so... I, I don't know what it is. It's just he's looking disheveled. I don't know what it is. Like he 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 looks odd. He doesn't look like he looked when he was a champion. And this if you if you go back to our um, podcast with Mark Bowden, the body language expert, he said you have to continue to look and do the things that you did when you were winning. Like you have to replicate those things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Max has like lost a few to Alex Volkanovsky and whatever. Mm. He, he's not looking like the same fighter as when he was dominant, when he was the blessed express and when he was the blessed era and all that. Mm -hmm. He's looking different to me. I know he beat up Calvin Qatar, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean much to me. I, I, I think I'm going Yair. Sorry, Prince. I'm going Yair. Yeah. Okay. Because... Yair is young, hungry, whatever, and I do not like Max's haircut. Okay, so this is really going to help. This is really going to help our credibility. It's just like, hey, how do you base your fights based on their hygiene? I, I don't care, man. Hey, go. I will give you multiple examples of how this is correct. I will give you so many examples of how this is correct. So, how, how do you think it? How do you think it's going to end? Is it going to be via spinning roundhouse kick? Yeah, yeah, year is very, yeah, yeah. Year is very flashy. Um, I, I, yeah, I think some form of knockout, something. I think Max is gonna. You know, people keep touting Max as like the greatest boxer of all time, the greatest yeah. striker of all time. 
I think Yair is going to play that game with him. Hmm. And, uh, you know, Yair throws a lot more kicks than Tons. Max. So I think, you know, it's going to be a more boxing-centered Max versus a more well-diverse striker in Yair. And I think Yair is eventually going to catch him. And yeah, and the thing is, he throws a lot of oblique kicks too. Like, oh, I, man, I don't really yeah. don't like watching. Like, especially if that's some of your bread and butter as well. I mean, John Jones made a career out of that too. Yeah. Man, I don't, I, I don't like it. I no. Ah. Uh, so okay, so we're we're split on the main event, Prince, and uh, I think that's all we're talking about. I think that's mm-hmm. that's the only fight we're going to talk about. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be other great fights on the card. But uh, for now, that's that's what we're going to talk about. Um, before we go, for our you know for our sponsors, we always want to say thank you. We got to do our sponsors earlier in the show. We mm. always talk about midday squares, guys. Definitely, if you have not tried it, <laughs> midday squares. I ate mine today before the podcast. Functional chocolate bars that will keep you healthy, keep you energized, keep you full, stop you from eating crap. Go to middaysquares.com and use code FIGHTINSIGHT15 to save 15% on your order. The other uh, sponsor we want to talk about is innerstrengthproducts.ca. We will put all the these links in our show notes. Innerstrengthproducts.ca. They're a Canadian-based supplier of essential powerlifting gear. Go out there, check out some of their stuff. We do have a giveaway coming. I know I've been saying that for a few weeks. If you want... A $50 gift certificate to innerstrengthproducts.ca, no minimum spend. Message us, email us. We will see what we can do for you before the giveaway. Okay. Um, Prince, friends of the podcast update, Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. He is our good friend. He is going to three-peat on the Fight Insight podcast. He is coming on in a couple of weeks ahead of his fight against... Against? Against? Oh, oh shit. I, 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 who is he facing again? To- oh, my God. The immortal <laughs> Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Yes, Matt Brown. Sorry, Tim. This, oh, my goodness. Put me on the spot. Sorry. This is going to be fight of the year. This yes. is going to crush Gagey. Man. Brian Barberina versus Matt Brown, fight of the year, guaranteed. Yeah, and you know what? If you, you watch some of uh, Brian's training videos, he's been like on tip-top shape. He's looking good. He's looking great. He's yeah. feeling confident. Um, yeah, yeah again, I am betting my house, my beard, my gaming chair, you know, you name it. I am <laughs> betting it. I like how those... I like how those are your biggest valuables in life. My gaming yeah. chair. Like these are the, th- <laughs> why not, man? Look at that. Yeah. Bang nice. Um, yeah, man, that's going to be an exciting fight. So anyway, so he's coming on the podcast in two weeks and, uh, trap Gambino, his fight is canceled. He just posted online and, you know, Trap Gambino, one of the coolest friggin' guys that we ever had on our podcast. Mm -hmm. He just posted something. I just want to share. He was ready to fight in October. His previous opponent would not accept the rematch. So he got another opponent. That guy got injured. So they gave him another guy that they told him was 0-3. So he he accepted as an amateur who's 0-1 himself, Trap Gambino. Then weeks before the fight, I find out he's actually four, three, and one with plans to go pro. 
So Trap is like, get out of here. I'm 0-1. I'm not fighting a guy with eight fights ready to turn pro. So now Trap, unfortunately, does not have a fight lined up, but we will keep you guys updated to see what happens with him. Yeah, and if you guys haven't seen the podcast, you guys got to watch it. Oh, Trap yeah. Gambino, solid, amazing guy. The best dude, man. Like, wow, that was one of the best podcasts we've had just because of yeah, all his yeah. experiences. And also his 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 uh, living room was just lit up like a Christmas tree, man. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. A great guy. Uh, Prince, before we go, is there anything that you wanted to say or anything that you wanted to shout out? Anything? Yeah, well, guys, again, uh, just a friendly reminder, you can follow us, subscribe to YouTube. You can follow us at Fight Inside Podcast and Instagram, and you can listen to us in Spotify, Fight Insight Podcast. And uh, you can also TikTok. We're also on TikTok and Twitter. So, yeah, you can yeah. follow us there. Okay. Everywhere. Um, yeah, man. Get your midday squares. Go get some products at Inner Strength. Follow us, rate us, rank us, blah, 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 all that stuff. Around now, you'll start to see some links go click on some links for us that would help out uh prince i don't know man next week i am super excited to talk with jake shields man be crazy i'm nervous just thinking about yeah, me too to talk to like i'm ner- like on I, you, you probably will not hear a word from me i'm just probably gonna you know what let him run the show just you know what change the name from fight insight turn it to jake shields Okay. the show Thanks. and that's it just and have him come in and you you know what we're not even gonna pop up just let him just keep talking yeah. and just you just know what take as much time yeah no i know we will have limited time with him so i really just want to give him the floor and let him talk about the the issue that he feels passionate about uh aside from that guys we please check out support joseph galaviz on his uh instagram again we'll put that link up in our show notes it's joseph it's at joseph hold on before we go i'll put this up here I had it during the show, I think. It's at Joseph Bo Galaviz, B-O-W, Joseph Bo Galaviz, G-A-L-A-V-I-Z. So go find um, him on Instagram and, and support him, man. Tell him that tell him that we sent you and support the dude. He's like, what a nice guy, man. I had no idea how he would be, like personality-wise. Yeah, solid, like yeah. solid, solid individual. And you know what? I Man, I'm just hoping this guy suplexes his opponent. I really want him to get that goddamn contract or at least get featured on the show. I want him to get some stuff because he seems like such a nice kid, man. And I really like how he said that he wasn't going to turn trader on his gym. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool too, man. And he talked about not wanting to go to one of those big, um, uh, like he said the names of them a few times, so I don't want to do that. But uh, (laughs) one of those big ones where it's just like a big mass, um, I don't know what you call it. It's like churning out like, fighters right like it's like a mill it's like a puppy mill mill. there you go yeah yeah so that was pretty cool man that he's that you know sticking sticking tight with pariah mma and who brought him to the dance right i like that i thought that was a great answer so yeah yeah yeah, honestly yeah loyalty you know he's a vet he's done it all and he's you know he's in there repping so hopefully he does well i know he will do well and again hopefully he you know buys a katana before he ends up with the show and does something yeah. he has to do something i mean like, yeah like yeah yeah i hope he does well man uh prince we're right at the hour so i'm gonna end it here you're good we're good right around now okay 10 seconds now the videos are here prince have a good one my friend this was a great episode and next week's is gonna be 
amazing as well as always. Have a good one. Take care. Take care, buddy. Jake Seals.